Welcome to Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. I'm your host, Damali Peterman. On this podcast, we introduce our new season's theme, Resilience. And I, along with the guest co-host, will share how we remain resilient amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. We want to inspire our listeners to continue to break through. Welcome to the show. In this episode of Breakthrough Barriers with Damali, we're over the moon to have guest host Marion Murray, who had a successful career in finance to follow her dream. Marion, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's totally mine. Now, Marion is a former Wall Streeter turned booking actress. She has a background in both finance and marketing. She was a senior vice president and global COO of a marketing group at an investment bank by the age of 29. And now she's booked over 30 jobs in two years as a very successful actress. Now, you may have seen her on ABC, NBC, Investigation Discovery, BuzzFeed, Today, Good Morning America, Bon Appetit, Condé Nast, and many more. I have also seen her in some very cool commercials, by the way, and I felt like I had a fangirl moment the first time I connected the dots. So Marion is a, a, a Jill of all trades. And I know Marion, uh, it's funny, actually. I first met Marion at a tennis club. I was leaving a lesson with my kids. She was joining a lesson with her kids. And we just had a fleeting moment of like, you know, hi and bye. Actually, I was there with my mom. I was there with my yep. mom. That was a mo- lesson with my mom. Um, your mom then, looks fact, like your sister. She kind of looks better than me. People don't think she's my mom. This is a fact. Um, in fact, people see my mom and they see me. They're like, you, they say to my mom, you can't have a daughter that old. I'm like, I think that was complimentary to you, mom. Right, <laughs> right. She's a beauty. The genetics she's, went all the way through. <laughs> she's kind of gorgeous, my mom. Um, and then fast forward to our kids, our mm-hmm. children we're in camp together. And at the end of camp, exchange information, we connected for a play date. And it was like reconnecting with my long lost best friend who I so knew true. at some point in life. And then we were just like brought together by fate. And so yeah. we have been fast friends ever since. And I am so delighted to share her with all of you today on our podcast. Well, I am super excited to be here. Thank you so much. And I completely agree with all of those sentiments. I think we have been besties in many, many lives before, (laughs) and uh, it just took our kids to reintroduce us in this one. It's so true. And, you know, sometimes kids really do come through for parents, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I look forward to our conversation today, focus on the theme of resilience as it relates to conflict and how you, your company, or your industry navigated the last 18 months. The goal is to encourage and inspire our listeners to continue to break through. So, Marion, I want to just jump right into it. I mean, what do you want people to know about you? How would you describe yourself in six words? I would say you have to go with the easy ones first, that I am a mother, a wife, and a friend. Um, I really have used this time... uh, what I call the second part of my life from switching from finance to acting. I'm an actress now and an entrepreneur, and I really like to be a helper. I like to try to help as many people as possible um, get through the muddiness of the industry and learn as much as they can so that they can start booking themselves. Oh, that's amazing. So a mother, a wife, a friend, 
an advocate, a supporter, a mentor, um, the list goes on. So how did you get here? Like, why are you in this field? Tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So, uh, growing up, I was, I've always been a talker, so it makes it nice and easy to come on this show. Um, I always loved acting and I have always loved telling someone's story. I think it's a beautiful industry that you can take someone's story, whether it's a play, a commercial, which is just a smaller story or a television show and bring it to life. Uh, my undergraduate degree was in law. And then after college, I moved back to New York City um, and worked at several investment banks, including Goldman Sachs and Jefferies. I'm uh, really learning the marketing and sales side of things. Uh, after staying at home and having three children, I knew it was time for myself to really follow something that I personally was passionate about from such a young age. And that led me to acting. Wow. And I mean, what an amazing story um, from you know, an undergraduate degree, education in law to going into finance and marketing, working for, some of the, working for some of the most major players in investment banking and finance. And then also just revisiting this dream that you've had since you were a child and saying, you know what? If not now, then when? Right. Exactly. Who, then you. <laughs> so true. So, you have one life to live. And, and how did you make that transition into acting? Uh, so it was an interesting one. And I think I briefly told you it all started with being out with girlfriends. We were out to a dinner and we were really having very similar to what you were saying, the conversation that if you died tomorrow, have you lived the life that you wanted to live? And for me, the answer was really quick. I, uh, I have a wonderful husband. I have wonderful children. I have a wonderful life. I'm best friends with my parents. I live in the greatest city in the world. But the one thing I had never done for myself was follow my dream of acting and really being a personal storyteller. So my girlfriends basically said, you know, why don't you go out and take an acting class? And as with many people, I had initial doubts and I said, no, no, I'm too old. You can't switch careers. And they said, you know, we're talking about one life to live. And I said, you're right. So that very next day I went out and signed up for my first acting class. Wow. And the rest is, is history. And the rest is history. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a very, very busy three years. <laughs> wow. So three years ago, uh, you signed up for your first acting class, more or less. And yep. then you kind of dove into the industry. And then I guess almost two years ago, we were kind of introduced to a word that we, and most of us had never heard before, uh, coronavirus. And so how did you navigate uh, your industry? What was your biggest challenge working in your industry uh, throughout the pandemic? So I think with many people, many of the industries had immediately shut down, um, obviously for safety reasons. And the same was true um, for the entertainment industry. Uh, they wanted to make sure that all sets were safe and everything was shut down. So at first it was difficult. Uh, here I was that I was on the upswing of doing a lot of bookings and commercials and television and everything. And the entrepreneur in me really wanted to try to figure out where the industry itself was going. What could I do personally as an actor that would be at home with all set shut down? So um, right away, I realized one of the first things that was still going on was voiceover. 
voiceover is something that you can record from home. And so uh, immediately I really looked into getting set up with a professional voiceover booth and a microphone and set up. I told my agents that I was fully set up to do voiceover. And then I, I started booking work that way. So it was really trying to look for an area that there still could be growth when an industry was completely shut down. That's brilliant. So even though there was a lot of uncertainty happening, just sort of trying to figure out and anticipate what you could control, right? So yeah. what was within your control and where the industry was going and getting ahead of that. So I love that. I hope everyone's hearing, you know, there are sometimes there are different ways that you can kind of figure out what your next move is, even in the midst of chaos and uncertainty. So it sounded like that worked out really well for you. Absolutely. So, and so with the industry sort of kind of taking a hiatus, if you will, as everyone sort of figured out what to do next, um, and you focus on your voice voiceover work, was there any other sort of opportunities that you saw to continue to advance in your in your profession during this time? Absolutely. So interestingly enough, that January, um, I, I have done a lot of commercial work and a lot of things for TV, but I knew it was really important to always have a good camera. So for me, one of the first things that I had done two months prior to the pandemic starting, I had gotten an iPhone with the, the great camera on the back. So I realized that there was not going to be a time once the pandemic really started to roll and you knew it was here for a while, television and the industry still had to go on in some kind of form. So for me, that was really realizing that I needed to get a professional setup at home because I would not be able to go uh, to other studios to self tape for auditions and everything like that. Professional background, a ring light before everyone had it, et cetera. So I actually started auditioning from home, very similar. And as a mom to three children, it made it actually easier for me. I wasn't hopping in a taxi and taking an hour to get to an audition for a five minute audition. I, I learned how to do all of that at home. Um, and those auditions from home actually turned into bookings themselves where I was self-taping commercials from home on my actual phone. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yep. Wow. And what I love about that too, is that in a sense, it gave you some time back, right? Because you Absolutely. didn't have to worry about the commuting time, the travel time. Um, like you said, just maybe tra traveling for an hour, just for a five minute audition. And it kind of empowered you, right? Because you're also now in control of what you're doing. You have all the equipment set up there for you to do actually not just the bookings, but recording actual footage from your home. So I would add, you know, producer, director. Uh, well, so you're absolutely right. I, I think that uh, for this industry, that was one of the things that really had to change. So, again, it was on the voiceover front, researching as much as I could about voiceover to learn how to be a mixer and how to remove breaths and ums and ahs, filler words from any audition that I was turning in. It was recording very similar and learning how to edit on software myself. So a lot of that, I think during a pandemic, you could sit at home or you could use it at to learn something new. So there were a lot of new skills that I've learned in the past 18 months that ultimately have helped me in my business. I'm so proud of you and extremely impressed. Thanks, friend. Absolutely. And, you know, like that Elton John song, you are still standing, Marion. So uh -huh. where does your resilience come from and how do you tap into it? I think for me, I'm... I, I've always been a bit of a perfectionist. I would say that I'm the eldest child. 
And I really like to try to do my best. I have always been that way. If it meant that I was staying awake till four o'clock in the morning, it was something that I wanted to do to be successful. And it for in particular, this acting industry, I knew that if I was leaving a career in finance, it wasn't going to be something that I was going to do for 5% of my time or 7% of my time. If I was going to do it, I was going to take the skills that I learned from running a group and being on a trading floor and learning how to market. And I was going to bring those skills over to acting, which is actually how I started my business earlier this year. Oh, really? Tell us more about that. So, um, thank you for asking. Uh, so I actually, because I had been booking so much work in such a short period of time, um, I really started to become known to casting directors as an outlier. Usually someone might book one job a year. And for me, it, it was hovering on the 12 to 15 jobs a year. So casting directors started asking me if I would talk to other actors that they knew, or if I would come talk to their class. And initially it started out as a mentorship. People were coming to me not only to find out the business side of acting, but how to make a transition as an adult from possibly one career to the, uh, to the next. And in the beginning of the year, it started happening so much and it was taking up so much of my time that I said, you know, huh, there's really something here. I love helping people. I think that there is room for anyone and everyone in this industry. But one of the most important things I would tell someone is to treat it like a business. So it was really taking the skills I had learned from the investment banks on time management and organization and follow-up and client relationships and transferring that over to acting. So that was um, how my company, Mindset Acting, was born. Oh, that's amazing. And I can personally attest to you being inspirational and providing sort of that insight into how to get to the next level or next step, because I, we had a chat once and we talked about improv and yep. I've taken one improv class. And after talking to you, you're like, take another one. So I took another one and my last class was yesterday. So thank ah, you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And I really also love how you took something that you're passionate about helping others and also something that you were obviously good at as I mean, not only did you, were you good at it because you were working hard on it and you were very ambitious, but you were an outlier and casting directors saw something in you that could help others. And, you know, I'm sure after doing it kind of, I would say pro bono for a while, you, you saw this is something here. My time is valuable. You have a lot going on. And so you turn that passion and ambition into a company. And I salute you for that. I think that's oh, exactly you so what much. you should do. With those you talents. know, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, for me, one of the most important things I like to push to people is it's really a business. And if you understand the pieces of it, anyone can accomplish their dreams. But it, it, it's how you go about handling the overall industry, which at, at times can be very confusing. A lot of people think, you know, can I do it? Should I do it? I, maybe I'm too old to do it. And truly what I like to say is during this pandemic, so much has moved online that if anyone were to want to get into acting, this is truly the time to do it. No, there's a shot for a person like me too. Can I uh, yeah, do it. Do it. We <laughs> well, will you personally know that makes, talk. Uh, well, I, I, you know, what's, what's amazing is you, your story is so inspirational. And one of the things that I'm actually doing today 
as I'll, I'll be on the news later, I'm talking about two topics. And one of those topics is how to quit your job without regrets. So how to oh. minimize that conflict. And so I would love to ask you, Marian. So, you know, you, you, you pivoted, right? You changed industries and it sounds like you don't have any regrets. So how did you make that decision? And, and, and I know you, I know how it started the origin story with you hanging out with your girlfriends and talking about yeah. it, but when you actually had to do it and say, you know what, I'm leaving and I'm going to this new field. Like, how did you, how did you make that decision? And do you have any regrets? So first of all, no regrets, but it is such a stressful situation. I don't want to sit here and say that it was the absolute easiest thing possible. Um, one of the things that absolutely, and I should say my husband has been 100% supportive of anything and everything I do, as has my family. So that is something nice to have that foundation of support. I, I think that is extremely important. Um, for me, it was something... I had to really plan and a very similar to the foundation that I built with mindset acting. I had to make sure I had the pieces in place and I had to make sure that I was producing enough in acting that it made sense for me not to go back to finance. I, but absolutely as with anything, it's extremely scary. Um, I have never gone bungee jumping, but that's what I would equate it to. It's just like really <laughs> running off the cliff. But you have to have faith in yourself that your foundation is there and you have to have faith in what you're able to do and bring to the table. Love it. So believe in yourself, have faith in what, you know, that your foundation is strong. Have a plan, right? Absolutely. 100% a plan. Have a plan, have a support group, support network, you know, some support coming from somewhere. So even if you're, you know, someone who can, even just to talk to someone, but also someone who can help you sort of analyze and evaluate things and someone who's going to have your back on those days, you know, or a group of people who have your back on those days when you're sort of wondering the you know, hard, what days. Are, the hard yeah. days, right? Some um, of those so, days are hard. And I think a lot of people that I've interacted with, they love acting. They are passionate about it. They are phenomenal actors, but acting is a business. So it's also really understanding all the different people that are a part of that business. How do they get paid? How can you help them get paid? And your added bonus is that you get to act, which for many actors is, you know, it's playing pretend no matter how old you are and bringing a story to life. But you have to realize that it, it's ultimately a business. And how can you make everyone shine? It's not just about you. You want everyone to look good. The casting directors, the producers, the clients, you're bringing the marketing to life for a commercial or a TV show. So really making everyone look good by your final product. I love that community aspect of it and thinking of it not as just from a singular perspective, but how does how do we make everyone look good based on everything you're putting into it, but also what the output would be and how can everyone shine? I think that's great. And you said, you know, sometimes they're hard days. I want to ask you, were there any mistakes that you made that you want to prevent others from making? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that there were a ton. I, uh, and again, it's very similar and not to pitch my company, but that's where it came from is that I felt I was not going to give up on this industry but it's an industry that it's not easily laid out. And um, from someone, uh, you're an attorney. Uh, also, I had a finance background. 
those industries sometimes are you put in the work and then you move to the next level and then you're promoted and then you're promoted. And it's a very linear, easy plan to follow. It's not true with acting. So acting, you could do it for 50 years and be exactly where you are, or tomorrow could be your big break and you don't know. So it, it really brings in a business side of things. It brings in a little bit, almost like a gambling entrepreneur side but you need to be prepared at all times in case that big break comes tomorrow. Um, I would say one of the biggest things and one of the mistakes that I first made, I, I went to a casting director workshop. So it was going and meeting a casting director and you have to do a scene for them so that you can know, they can see how you act, what type of characters you see yourself with. Well, anyway, I didn't know what that was it about. I thought it was actually just going to be the casting director talking about casting. So I, I had been doing and had been in this industry for all of seven, eight days. <laughs> I went assuming that I was just going to hear her talk. And, you know, next thing I know, they want me to do a scene. And I'm like, I, I barely knew what a scene was at this time. And <laughs> small scenes are called sides. So I didn't even know what a side was. You know, Marion, did you bring sides? No idea what we're talking about. And, and for me, I did a scene. I was terrible. She was lovely and gave as much feedback as she could, which nicely, I think, was like, go get yourself in an acting class. But ultimately, those are the things I wish I had a mentor for and that I could have asked, hey, what are sides? When should I go to a casting director workshop? What are they all about? And those are things that um, no one taught me. There was nothing on the internet about it. And those are things that I try to help other people prevent now is to come up with an easy plan on when you should be doing things and how the whole industry works, how you get to know people in the industry, et cetera. I think that's so important. And mentorship is something that should go in both ways, right? Absolutely. And so I think like taking someone and explaining to them what's happening and the, the vocabulary that comes along with the profession. I mean, so much. one hurdle, you know, if they would have asked me about size, I would have been like, well, I really like French fries. Right. You know, right? I, <laughs> I, know. I agree with you. I it was like, oh size, what are those? No. <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I, as you said that I was thinking of all the great mentors that I've had and all the amazing ways that they've sort of helped me not you know, repeat mistakes that they've made. I mean, yep. I've made plenty, don't get me wrong. And we all will have plenty of ups and downs, but if there are things that I can avoid, just like what you've done um, with mindset acting as well, is there are things that you can help people prepare for to kind of give them that roadmap and kind of the do's and the don'ts. I think the risk is definitely worth the reward. And you're Absolutely. talking about, you have to always be ready for that big break and you never know it's going to be, it could be around the corner. And so I love that sort of sense of, you know, just anticipating what could be and working towards that. That takes a lot of resilience. That takes ambition. Um, and I think it takes the dedication and devotion. And of course, that wonderful, charming personality, smile and Aww. excitement that you bring to every room that you're in. That's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above is true. And so <laughs> one of my mentors is my mom. And I know that you are very close to your parents. I'm very close with my parents as well. And my mom used to always say, each one teach one. And by that and how that relates to this podcast is I would love for you to share with our listeners a book, a song, a course, a program, or something that they can walk mm -hmm. away with um, kind of as homework so that they can continue to you know, break through and learn. I would say, and it's something you briefly touched on earlier, 
that I think would apply to almost all fields. Um, there are a lot of improv classes out there and almost any of the different schools offer a free intro to improv class. I think it's extremely important uh, for public speaking. It, it does not matter what field you are in, but to number one, learn to let go, but to fully be in the moment, I think is extremely important. So I would encourage anyone to go out there and try a free intro to improv class. They are free. Almost all of them are available on Zoom right now. And I think it would help anyone, regardless of field, really grow. Some of the big companies out there and uh, schools, as they call them, uh, there's Upright Citizens Brigade, Groundlings, Second City, and Magnet are some of the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Pitt? Yeah. No, that is great advice. And I have to second, you know, going into improv and taking those courses and how it is, you do learn portable skills across different professions. And I even convinced my mother, speaking of my mom, to take an intro to improv class. There you go. It, I they, think they're so much fun. <laughs> they are fun. And she's relatively shy. And she was so, she had so much fun in the class because exactly what you said, you, she could just let go and you can let yep. go. And what I love about improv, especially with respect to how it's applicable to almost every industry, is that you have to listen. Active you have listening. to actively so listen. So important. Yeah. It's, it's foundational to improv, but also to almost everything you do in life, being in the moment and yep. listening to see how you're going to react to what's happening, as opposed to planning in your head what your next step exactly. is going to be. You're actually listening, and I think improv is great. Well, Marion, you have provided such a fun, fun, fun exchange today on our, on our podcast. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You, I mean, there's so many gems that you've shared with us that I think will be helpful for people who are considering, considering a variety of different things from, you know, switching careers for from following their passion for, to, to revisiting a dream that they had when they were a child. And then once you're there, you know, doing what it is that you love, finding ways to give back and to help others. Absolutely. And if possible, saying that, you have to have a different perspective when it comes or an open mind rather when it comes to whatever it is you choose to do, because sometimes things happen that we can't anticipate uh -huh. and we have to tap into our resilience, right? To get us through it. I, I agree. And I think everything you're doing is wonderful. Thank you for helping others break through. It's so important giving back and sharing as much as we can with others. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Marion, for being here. Thank you to our audience for tuning in. I'm your host, Damali Peterman, and this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Breakthrough ADR. That's the at sign, B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H, capital A, capital D, capital R. I'm your host, Damali Peterman, and this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Although I am a lawyer, mediator, and an educator, and many of my co-hosts will represent various professions, we want to be clear that we are not providing legal advice, counseling, or suggestions. Our goal is to provide a roadmap for conflict resolution to generate future conflict resolvers. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day.